Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses Colossians chapter 4 verses 1 through 6 as the background scripture for part 1 of the message in the Conception series, Relate. We're in the family of God. And I want to say that twice. We are in the family of God. Some of you may not know you're in the family of God or that you're purposed to be in his family. You may be outside of the house, but he chose you from the foundation of the world to be a part of his family. For one man to growing in this society, you need to understand that God formed man from the dust of the ground and he was a living, I'm sorry, a dead corpse. And then he crouched over him and breathed into the man the breath of life and he became a living soul. He was revived, and sometimes even when we're revived, we need renewal. We go through trials and traumas and situations that drain us of our purpose. Hello, Cecilia. It's good to have you back. God bless you. She's been over in Africa for a few months. Come on, let's welcome Cecilia back. From that man, God never designed a man to live alone. Actually, he says it's not good that man would be alone. Let me help you with this. He created everything in the earth with, as pairs. In other words, you have male and female, lions, male and female, giraffes, male and female, elephants. But he only made a man first. And the scripture said there was not found a help meet for the man. Which simply means he was going into the animal kingdom looking for comfort. Like so many of us, if we don't know our purpose, we'll start seeking for comfort, comfort through fleshly means. Maybe looking for a dog to be his help me. Or looking for a lion to be his help me. When God has designed, had something purpose for the man. It's not good for this man to be alone, so he made a woman for the man. And so from the man, he makes a woman. From the woman, he births a family because he doesn't want us to be alone. What's happening all across the country, people are backing away, backing away from community, backing away from congregations to a self-serving type mentality. I can get it all by myself. No, you can't. You were never designed to be that way. It is a lie of the enemy to think that you're supposed to be alone. He knows that God's purpose for you is fulfilled with others. So what do you think he's going to fight first? He's going to give you every opportunity to push back from relationships. Any small thing will make you push back. Any lie of the enemy to make you push back. Right now there's a fog 
<clears throat> that's being released in the body where people are looking across the fence saying, I think I need to move because things aren't working for me here. Says who? And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. There are times when you're not supposed to be bearing big fruit. There are times when you're supposed to work on your foliage. Your leaves would not wither. So just because you're not producing fruit doesn't mean you're not productive. But if you're not producing fruit, why are you having brown leaves? Why is your foliage seeming to die? The color of your foliage. You know why it's dying? Because you're not connected like you should be. And so we need to work on, if you're not bearing fruit, work on your greenery. Out of the man, he pulls a woman. Out of the woman, he pulls a family. And out of the family, he pulls a society. Because he never wanted us to be alone. And one of the things that God wanted to do is take Eden and spread it around the world. While in Eden, God told the man, you will be fruitful and what? Multiply. Multiply what? To multiply the atmosphere and the culture of Eden around the world. That is, that man would be able to work together in a family, and that family would be so strong that you can, you can multiply that same concept around the world. We know Satan got involved. He doesn't want God's plan to be at work in your life. And in chapter 3, he crawls up in a tree, and he talks to the woman, gets her, to move away from God, the man heard what God said, disobeyed God, and here we see the curse entering into the world because of disobedience. Amen. Then they begin to blame each other, the blame game. It's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. Well, no, it's, it's a flesh fault. It's the devil who came in to disrupt what God is trying to do. So again, I wanted you to understand this, that from man to the growing or thriving society, God has never lost his sight on a plan. He has a plan for our lives. We're designed to be in relationship with each other. Again, you're never designed to be isolated. And I preached a message on a Wednesday night a few weeks ago called insulated isolation. That you must be careful that you don't insulate your isolation. That you put up, you, you put up insulation to make yourself comfortable with being alone. You're working counterproductive to God's plan in your life. You can't fulfill it by yourself. You can't run a business by yourself. You can't do any of that. You need people if you're going to be successful. You can't run a family by yourself. We all need to pull together. So when you pull together, you will gain strength. Even now, those that are weak are gaining strength just because you're here. Strength is coming to you. Vitality is coming to you. And whatever the enemy's plan was for your life is being pushed back right now. And disannulled because you obeyed God and assembled today. Thank you, Jesus. We're designed to be in relationship with each other. And those relationships grow. Warmer and warmer through fellowship. So what is the enemy going to attack? He's going to attack your ability to fellowship. Because the relationships that he has already planned that's going to help us to cultivate and to grow only comes when we relate one to another. So what is he going to attack? He's going to attack the, relation, attack the relationships and the fellowship. Without fellowship spiritually, we will grow cold. You can't just seek God 
and become warm in spirit. Because you don't grow warm through just seeking God. You grow warm through relating to each other. Thank you, Lord. We have been driven by our culture to learn to relate to other people. When I was growing up, my mom uh, was constantly telling me that I couldn't eat all of the ice cream. Constantly. You can't have it all. You must share it with your brothers and sisters. And I was like the little rabbit dog growling, uh, especially when I had to share things, especially food when I was growing up. <laughs> Even when I got married, I don't know what it was, but my wife constantly reached my plate with her fork. I wasn't used to that. She constantly would say, Ooh, what, what is that? What, what do you mean? What is salmon? What do you mean? What is it? You can see it. I ordered it. She's constantly reaching over. Let me taste it. Well, you, you, you know, you order, you know, you order the steak. You know, you, do you want me to buy you one? <laughs> she said, my daddy always let <laughs> my daddy always let me <laughs> eat out of his plate. Megan does the same thing. Daddy, what's that? I said, you know what it is. You saw me order it. Can I, you know, she's just looking at it. I let them get it, too. They go and get it and eat it up, you know. But that's just the way it is. But inside of me, I was growling. <laughs> I've gotten over that now. I've gotten over that. I love to see them eat. Amen. I don't care. They can eat everything. But my mom always taught us that we need to share because she could see that we have a tendency to hoard things. Even if our friends came over, she would make us share our toys. You know, we've been taught to do that. The culture, we're driven by a culture to share, to relate to other people. Our parents conditioned us to relate to other people from birth. Good parents, that's what we do. Is teach our kids to relate to brothers and sisters. I had one sister, four boys, so we all had to kind of relate with her. She had the most time. She spent the most time in the bathroom. She was given that. That's what my mom demanded. Give her extra time. And that's what we did. Now, we knocked on the door and told her to get lost and get out of there. Uh, but she didn't obey. She... <laughs> She spent the time that she needed to. But our culture was, this is the culture of our home, is that my mom was constantly telling us to share and to share with the neighbors across the street and to share with the neighbors that are next door. And she modeled that by baking pies and giving them out and sharing things. We had a man in our community that was a vagabond and she made us serve him a ham and sandwich, ham and cheese sandwich with mayo in the summertime with a cold glass of water every time he came by. His name was Van. We call him Van the Bottle Man. Because he's always picking up Coke bottles. He didn't ask for them. He was just walking around your house. Back then, Coke was given in bottles. It wasn't plastic. Y'all understand? And he would collect the bottles, I guess, five cents a piece and go and sell them to make his living. Every community had a Van Van the Bottle Man stealing all the bottles and the way he ran. 
Come on, don't look at me like you weren't raised in those areas. You know what I'm talking about. He stole the buggy from Winn-Dixit. He laid it out with some type, he, he had some type of blanket. He had his own little network. He did what he had to do to survive. His name was Van. And so we were taught to, we were taught and trained to relate to each other. Almost forced to focus on other people. Condition to think about others. That's really why we can't get along with people. Because we were conditioned to think about others. Can think, to think about how they can be blessed and how they can work. Let me help you here. We were not equipped to get along with ourselves. God says it's not good for man to be alone, right? Because he will look for animals to fill the void. At the same time, while alone, you must learn to appreciate who you are as a person. Have anybody ever told you as a kid, you got to feel better about yourself. A lot of times we say you need to share, you need to take care of others. Don't treat your brother or sister that way, but not the same force in how do you feel about you? Our parents didn't say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you, and give a lot of affirmation to us when we were growing up. Many of us are totally void of it. I did a men's conference and I asked men, how many times have you heard your natural father say, I love you? And very few, I'm talking about like 10% of the men raised their hands. Think about it, you raised 18 years and you never hear that. What you hear is you need to share, you're on a team, you need to care about your teammates. But not necessarily, what about you? Who are you? Where are the gaps in your life? And so we grow up wanting people to affirm us all of the time. Even when we come to church, we want people to affirm us all of the time. If that ever lessens, we feel like we've lost our value in our place. We were not equipped to get along with other people. The most important relationship that you could ever have is not your interpersonal relationships. The most important relationship you will ever cultivate is your intrapersonal relationship. Here we see interpersonal and intrapersonal. Intrapersonal is spelled I-N-T-A-T-R-A personal. I-N-T-R-A personal relationships. Here's the difference between the two. An interpersonal relationships deals with two or more people. In other words, how do you relate? An interpersonal relationship would be how do two people relate to each other or uh, a multitude of people working together. Intrapersonal relationship is always how do you relate to self? How do you view yourself? How do you see yourself? And if you have a damaged background, I guarantee you, you won't see yourself in the light of God's counsel. And that's why redemption is so important. It's supposed to take us to ground zero. That you have value, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made in Christ. And from there, we begin to build. But in many cases, if it's not taught, if it's not spoken to, if it's not really spoken to by pulpit preachers about your value, not just your prosperity. Because you can have a house on a thousand hills and be miserable within that house. 
How do you relate to you when you're all alone? What do you think? Do you have to perform? Do you have to do something? Do you have to be the best before you feel good about yourself? Or can you drink a cup of tea and still feel good about the man or the woman you are? When no one calls your name. Remember, interpersonal relationships refers to things uh, to two or more people working together. But intra refers to inward. It means inward, within. How do you relate to yourself within? Interpersonal relationships should come after we learn how to deal with intrapersonal relationships. But our culture is not set up that way. Actually, in the kingdom, if you start talking about yourself too much, people say, you can't be talk thinking about yourself. You got to think about others. Well, how can I love you if I don't love myself? I want you to think about where we are right now as I deal with this, this conception. When Jesus gave us birth, hallelujah, he didn't want us to be alone and acting like we don't know what time it is. What he wanted us to do is gain a concept of who he is. And from that, he begins to deal with our intraperson, hallelujah, that inter personal relationship with yourself that's tied to Jesus and begin to see yourself as being valuable not tied to what you have or what you lost or who came into your life or who left your life you need to know that you're valuable all by yourself because he breathed on you he spoke to you he birthed you it doesn't matter if a man walked away from you if your boyfriend said I don't want to have anything to do with you you're going to cry but you get back up again if it doesn't matter if she doesn't want to hang out with you anymore that's not what you need to worry about I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and if we get this right this is the foundation of all problems when people don't want to treat us right we feel like something's wrong with us no something's wrong with them if they don't treat you right they don't see your value and they need to be checked on it. And I'm checking real hard. You know, in a soccer, I'm sorry, in a, a hockey, you can check people. You know how you check them? You run them up against that glass. Pow! That's how you check people. And I'm checking folk today. <laughs> I'm checking you. Hallelujah. I'm on my ice socket, my ice skates. Got my stuff in the hand and you're not paying attention. Bam. <laughs> Bet you'll pay attention next time. Interpersonal relationships should come after we learn how to deal with intra relationships. How many times have you been urged to love yourself? Again, even in church, you start talking like that. People will back away from you. And it has to be in balance. Ministry is about helping others. But the reason why we can't help others is because we don't feel valuable ourselves. It's all tied to how much money we make. And th the Bible talks against that. Life does not consist in the abundance of the things in which we possess. You can have it all. Some of the most miserable people are billionaires. That's not it. Years ago, the Beatles said, money can't buy you love. Can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. And it can't. Paul McCartney realized that as a young man with the world at his fingertips. 
out of all of these seas of people, and I got all of the money, can fly on jets, can go around riding in limousines, wear the finest of clothes, but money can't buy love. How do you relate to who you are? Anybody tell you to like yourself, to get along with yourself? If you don't know who you are and don't understand yourself or appreciate you or have knowledge of who you are, you can't love anyone else. Because the Bible says you should love your neighbor as you what? As you love yourself. Well, who taught you to love self? It's not in extensions and rings. It's not in eyelashes. It's not in weight training. It's not hanging out with the boys. Your society. It's when all of that is stripped down, how do you feel about you? Even if you have Christ, you got to work on this. Because he's in our lives. You're part of the family. Still don't feel good about you. That's why I love Colossians 4 verse 6. I'll read it to you again and you're hearing. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Seasoned with salt. You can't do that if you don't feel good about yourself. So that you may know how to speak to others. And if you don't feel good about yourself, you will always find problems with other people. This is why it's important for you to have self-knowledge. What is self-knowledge? Finding self. Loving self. Valuing yourself. Put in the highest estimation on yourself, not on others. An estimation you put on yourself? Yes. Accepting yourself the way he made you? No matter what shape you're in or shape you are, can you say, I accept myself? And if you can't, why would you expect someone else to accept you wholeheartedly? When you don't like your own self. I've tried to take pictures with people. Oh, wait, 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 Bishop, I got to put on some makeup. I don't need you to put on makeup. I want you raw. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I can't tell you how many people that has happened uh, when I try to take a picture. Now, if I did that, when they say, well, I want to take a picture with you, and I said, no, 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 go and put on makeup. You need to put on some makeup. All of a sudden, I'm the worst person ever in the world. He's so harsh. He's so mean. Look what he said to me. Can you believe he said it? When you say it all of the time to yourself. Accepting yourself, understanding yourself. This is the knowledge of self. Do you understand why you do what you do? Do you understand why you shop after you get hurt? Or why you have to get a meal? Why do you have to go to an expensive restaurant? What is it? 
What is it that drives you? You understand self? How can you help others if you don't know why you do what you do? Relate. What about appreciating self? So much so that you can share yourself with someone else. Do not get into a relationship to share yourself when you don't appreciate yourself because you're creating a climate of abuse. You're depending on them to make you happy so they can use you and do whatever they want. Whatever comes to their mind, you're just going to crawl back up to it. But when you start gaining self-knowledge that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, there's some things that you just can't say to me. There's some things you can't do to me anymore. You'll start seeing self grow in Christ. You're invited to join Bishop Merton Clark, Pastor Sabrina Clark, and the entire Trim Nation family for our Christmas celebration weekend 2019. On Saturday, December 21st at 3 p.m., the Christian Education Department will present the best Christmas present. This presentation features the kids of Trim Nation as they celebrate their way, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Then on Sunday morning, for both services, join the Music and Arts Ministry for Come and Behold Him, a nativity worship encounter. This will be a worship experience like none other. For both services, the Music and Dance Ministry will lead Trim Nation through a journey of worship and praise that will encourage you to experience a personal encounter that will impact your life well into the future. Bishop Merton Clark, Pastor Sabrina Clark, and the entire Trim Nation family invites you to our Christmas celebration weekend 2019, Saturday, December 21st at 3 p.m. with the Trim Nation kids for the best Christmas present and Sunday, December 22nd at our 8 and 11 a.m. services with the Trim Worship and Arts Ministry for Come and Behold Him, a Nativity Worship Encounter. The entire celebration weekend is free and will be held on the ministry campus of Truth Revealed, 2838 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2528. That's reference number 2528. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young 
and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you, and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and He's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.